Hi, I'm Mark Oppenheimer. I'm director of Open Learning at American Jewish University, and this is The Syllabus, a podcast about politics on campus. On this podcast, we ask questions about what students and faculty are really talking about at colleges and universities on topics ranging from Israel and Hamas to affirmative action, Title IX, athletics, and more. On today's episode, our second, I'm excited to play for you an interview that I did with Rafi Gold. She is a sophomore at Princeton University. I met her last year and I remembered that she did not have a smartphone and was not on social media. And so now I was curious how the conflict in the Middle East looked to someone who is a bit off the grid. Before I play this conversation, I wanna note that it was recorded a week or two ago, uh, right after Hamas's attacks and the Israeli response. It's not super up to date, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the things we're talking about hold up and the message I think is timeless. Here's Rafi Gold of Princeton. Have a listen. Rafi Gold, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Tell us who you are. So hi, I'm Rafi. I am a sophomore at Princeton University and I am majoring in either English or anthropology. Obviously, Israel is involved in this extraordinary conflict. According to the prime minister, they're at war. This has been playing out in all sorts of ways on college campuses. And when we hear about it, we assume, I think mostly correctly, that it's completely mediated through social media that one of the ways that students find out about it is through Facebook, Instagram, w- whatever else. You're not on any of those platforms, right? I'm not. And in fact, am I right that you don't have a phone or do you now have just a flip phone? I have a flip phone right now. Tell us about that choice. Yeah. So in terms of that choice, I didn't have any phone whatsoever until the year I graduated high school. And that choice mostly came out of a desire to not be inundated with the same throws of social media, all of the polls and all of the addiction that I was seeing in my friends to social media. Um, I really wanted to avoid that in my own life. So I just made the choice to not have a phone and it pretty much didn't affect me. And then I chose to get a flip phone after graduating high school because I was going on a gap year and I figured it would be good to have some form of communication with my family and friends back home. So ever since then, I've had a flip phone and it's been working out pretty well for me. Isn't it the fact that your mother made you get the flip phone? She kind of did make me get the flip phone, yeah. <laughs> because as you know, I, I met your mother the other night, having met yes. you a year ago, and she told me that she made you get the flip phone. So I was intrigued by what you said, that it didn't really affect you. I think the presumption among a lot of children, and indeed their parents, at least as much as the children, is that this is an absolute necessity, that without a phone, you won't have friends, uh, you won't have a social life, you won't be able to check your homework. What do you mean it didn't affect you? Yeah, I think it's kind of a misinformed belief that iPhones and social media and that kind of thing are a necessity in today's society. I think the specific place I was living actually really helped with that. I'm from New York City and I was very accustomed to public transportation and I knew how to get around. So there was no need for Google Maps. There was no chance that I was going to get lost out and about in the city. And I was also trained from a young age by my mother about how to ask for help from people around me. Um, So I knew who to go to if I needed to borrow a phone or if I needed to make a call or if I just needed help. Um, I knew the kinds of people I should be looking for. And I think that was really helpful. I will say, I think that it did affect me. Maybe I should rephrase that. I think it affected me positively and that I didn't have any of the same kind of access to, to platforms that I viewed as really harmful. And I also had very accommodating friends and people in my life in middle school and high school um, and still do now who are willing to, you know, call me instead of texting me when they want to reach me or walk all the way to my house and buzz my buzzer. 
And I think that was also really helpful, but I also do have a computer which has iMessages. So that helps a lot. You're not utterly isolated. I'm not utterly isolated. No. And I use it a lot. I use it a fair amount to text people from my computer. It's just not a handheld device. So I don't think I feel that same sense of connection to it as I would if it was handheld and if I had access to it all the time. Yeah. How is this war different for you because you don't have social media? That's a really good question. I think it won't come as a surprise that I was definitely not the first to find out that this was going on. I remember I was sitting in the library. um, I think it was Saturday. Um, I don't usually work on Shabbat. So it was, but it was midterms. So I was working on Shabbat. Um, And it was maybe midday and my friends came in and told me what was going on um, because I had just, you know, gone to the library that morning, started doing work. I hadn't opened a phone that would pop up with a notification. And so I think I found out a little bit late. Since then, I think it's been different because I think when you get your news through a device that's constantly just giving you news, so you're not seeking it out, it's popping up as a notification, or you open Instagram and there everything is just news about this crisis, or you open Twitter and everything is about the same thing. It's about the war, it's about terrorist attacks, it's about people's different takes on it. It's all you're seeing all the time. And for me, that just hasn't been the case. I've been getting news through my friends, but I also need to seek it out. I need to, you know, pull up New York Times on my computer and choose to read articles. I'm not inundated with it. I have a lot more volition and choice over my own reception of news than other people around me. Are you always comfortable with this? Do you ever have moments where you think I should be more in the news cycle? I should be checking as much as my friends are? Yeah, I have moments. I have moments where it feels almost wrong that I get to live in this little special Rafi world where nobody, where I get to kind of have these untouched moments, moments where I'm not thinking about a war that's going on that's affecting friends and family, um, where I don't think a lot of the people around me right now have that space. I think that it's all consuming and I feel guilty sometimes that it's not all consuming for me. Um, maybe like a little bit mentally it is, but not in the same, I think I do have an escape in a way that a lot of the people around me don't have. And so that doesn't always sit right with me, especially now. I think most of the time it does feel right. I think it also helps that I get to choose my news sources um, very, very selectively. I can pick, oh, I, I want to be reading this article and I want to be reading that article. And I don't think it'll be helpful for me to see that headline. So I'm going to choose not to even go to that site. I get to be very discerning about where I get my news from, um, which I think is kind of a privilege in this day and age. But I also, I definitely do have feelings of guilt sometimes about, oh, I really should be in this more and I should be constantly checking. Um, But I don't have a way to constantly be checking. I can't be on the subway and look at my phone and see what's going on. I have to wait till I get off the subway and go home and look. I think there's a difference and there, there are definitely good sides and bad sides to it. Do you know any other undergraduates who don't have social media? How many? I know a couple. I do have a lot of close friends who are very minimal users of social media. So most of them don't have Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, those kinds of things. A lot of them do have an Instagram and will post like once a semester, but I'm not sure how long they actually spend on the app per day. And I know one other person who has a flip phone, um, or at least did until very recently. I'm not sure if he still does. 
Has anyone followed you off the cliff? Has anyone, have you inspired anyone to give up their social media or their smartphone? Actually, I have one person that I know of from the Jewish Youth Climate Movement. Um, Two years ago, we had our annual leadership board retreat and I told people that I didn't have a smartphone. And when I came back and I showed them all my flip phone, I was like, look, this works. It's cute. It works for me. Um, And then when I came back to the next annual retreat the next year, another girl had a flip phone. So, and she said it was partially because of me. So that was really nice to see. Um, I'm not actively trying to inspire people to like give up their social media and phones. I absolutely think it's a personal choice. And for some people it is really useful and important and they don't see how they could live a life without it. But I also, I think I tend to surround myself with people who are less tied to their phones and to social media than the average person. Rafi Gold, Princeton class of 26. Thank you for talking with me today. Thank you so much for having me today. It was good talking to you. This is The Syllabus, a production of American Jewish University and Inside Higher Ed. We're at aju.edu and insidehighered.com. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to us. It helps bump us in the algorithms and more people who want to hear this podcast will find us. I'm Mark Oppenheimer, the host and creator. You can write to me at mark.oppenheimer at aju.edu. I would love suggestions for guests. The production team also includes editor Jacob Kaufman, producer Alyssa Silva, and Sherry Hirely, Tessa Grasso, and Amelia Hamill. Please join us next time for The Syllabus.